0: Left. Right. Yo, what's up? Thank you for watching Sip Talk. Today we are talking about Meghan Markle, what's going on in Britain, what's going on with Brexit. Um, Just kind of current events and news, but obviously sparked by what's going on with Meghan Markle. Crazy news. Um, Either way, if you don't want attention, probably interviews with Oprah aren't going to help you. But either way, listen on. Let us know what you think. I'll see you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink. And enjoy this <laughs> guy, cheers. Cheers. cheers, cheers. We are live. On the air for Sip Talk, episode 83. My name is Justin DiGiulio. I'm a real estate broker in New York City. I'm with James the Bosnator Boswell, (laughs) professional accountant. I I
1: laugh every single time you say that.
0: Professional accountant, professional referee, calling the shots, bartender, and philosopher. Um, A man of many distinctions. And uh, I wanted to start out a little bit today on the Meghan Markle thing. I don't know if you're following this. I'm not following it. I can't escape it. And, uh, you know, scrolling through a, a Twitter feed the other day, trying to, really trying to figure out, like, what, you know, because when I get bored, I think everybody does. And they get bored, they go to social media, and then they just scroll through. But it's not fulfilling, yet it's what you go for when you are bored. So it's this weird kind of unfulfilling, empty calorie-type cycle, and, you know, that's what I was trying to figure out, like, how can I get this shit off? Like, I don't you know, I, if I I'm sure if I had an interest in this Meghan Markle royalty thing, uh, you know, I might read the article, but I don't need to be reminded of every three stories. Uh, are you are you staying to are you familiar with any of this that's going on?
1: It's consumed my life for the last three days. I, I think, haven't been able to work. All I've been doing is just watching coverage of it.
0: Oh, well, you're not you're not the only one.
1: Um, uh, well,
0: but but it's it's again, it's somebody playing this victim card, and I feel bad for her. I, you know, to a degree, I, you know, I, I, she's in a difficult situation, she's in a difficult position. She's obviously dating a prince of England, and she
1: signed up for it.
0: <laughs> well, well, we'll get there. So, but but she is of mixed race, and she's dating a prince of England who is about as white as it gets. I think he has red, reddish hair, right?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, when you think English royalty, it's about, yeah, it's about as white as you can possibly get.
0: Yeah, well, and, and he started dating this girl, Meghan Markle, who happens to not just be any girl, but an American girl, and he's British royalty, and not just any American girl, but a girl living the American dream, an actress. So, you know, my thinking was she's not a normal girl and he's not a normal guy and they're from abnormal circumstances something you kind of have to recognize early on in that relationship um yet her being somewhat public of a personality in the u.s she signed up with arguably one of one of maybe the top five most public men in england and england's a big country it has a lot of
1: who would be above him
0: well, his older brother, okay, or the, or the queen, <laughs> uh, or you know maybe the top five men, uh, you know, yeah. But okay, but <laughs> but again, you know, there's some actual, there's some actual people in government, uh, you know, that might get a little more attention. But uh, you know, now she's uh, so basically, she's saying, you know, she wants privacy. She feels her life's under scrutiny all the time. Yet she's giving these interviews. And that's, that's, what's a bit twisted for me. I know maybe she wants to set the record straight, but again, if, if privacy is what you're looking for and being out of this spotlight is what you're looking for. I don't think the means in which she is choosing is probably the best means. No. Um, and so, but also you, I was thinking the other day um, that just the concept of everybody being a victim now of everything, literally everything that's out there um is hurting people you know words are now more hurtful than sticks and stones etc cetera, etc cetera. um but but uh, you know, then i'm thinking like well if everybody's a victim then nobody's a victim
1: well right yes yeah, everyone's special no one's special
0: well yeah, it's just if if we all have these outside side forces you know, humans are very adaptable species. It's kind of how we've risen to, you know, be able to kill the animals that in nature could kill us. We, you know, we've kind adapted to uh, the adversity that we... Uh, I need a fucking drink. Uh, yeah, but, we, but we've but we grown to adapt to these things. And now we are becoming such pussies that, that we're losing this kind of adaptability and we're definitely regressing. What, do, what are you drinking down
1: there? So I am double fisting a glass of red wine and the the traditional but uh bush ice
0: red wine and bush ice very nice yeah
1: very nice i got a little vodka
0: seven up zero sugar
1: what is that belvedere
0: it is a old bottle of belvedere i keep it around i put it somewhere out in christmas time i'm pretty
1: impressed that i was able to recognize that bottle from what? like six six frames in it and like Blurry.
0: Well, um, I have one like this and one that's red. So it looks like a nice holiday bottle. So I take them out in the holidays. They happen to be down here in the bar that's in the basement. So that's what I'm drinking. Cheers to that. Cheers to Megan Mark. I honestly, let me take a sip here.
1: Well, while you're taking a sip, one thing that really stuck out to me, uh, and I couldn't bring myself to watch or follow any of the news related to the Royal interview with Oprah, Because I honestly, who the fuck cares? But there was there was there was a picture where the two royals are sitting on one side, and there's Oprah on the other at some like idyllic villa, God knows where, and you've got a billionaire lady interviewing two millionaires who are royalty, and the topic is oppression.
0: Uh, Fair enough. Now look, I don't, I don't. I don't have any issue with Megan. Uh, I don't have any issue with British royalty. I don't have any issue with Oprah. I don't want, I don't wish them any ill will, but
1: that's not what I'm saying.
0: I get that. And I just want to make it very clear, but I do want to have a conversation about this, given the current climate that we're in, where everybody is a victim, you know, what's going on with Cuomo And I guess I just canceled uh, somebody else. Pepe Le Pew, you know, Pepe Le Pew, the horny little skunk that chases down the other skunk. Yeah, he's French. I guess he's off. I guess he's off the air just for being too horny and pushy. I thought it was just
1: because he smelled.
0: I mean, that would be another reason too. But uh,
1: if you smelled that bad, how else are you going to get laid?
0: But I, (laughs) yeah, fair enough. But I think, uh, I think exactly what you're saying. You have, you have these people that are, I think I think really it takes a certain amount of ignorance to achieve blissfulness and being I mean, so. Yeah,
1: that's the, that's the saying.
0: Exactly, ignorance is bliss, meaning that there's a lot of shit that's going to go on. You have to turn a blind eye to it. I I was so you you uh, you ever listened to Billie Eilish?
1: I've heard her music from time to time, but that's the extent of it
0: dude it's fucking awesome i thought like i discovered her like a, a year and a half ago and then I, and then i like started turning on the radio and like listening more I'm like oh shit everybody knows about her awesome music really really incredible artist um fuck i lost my train of thought oh so she's super young and there was just a documentary about her that came out she has tourette's and she's also a very good performer but um she's super young so I she was like 14 when they started the documentary, basically when she started kind of becoming a bit more famous with music. And I think she's like 16 or 17 right now. And she's had a run for the last few years. So uh, she's had a pretty good run. Very famous. Millions it's tough
1: to handle fame at that age. Well, you just don't it, know what to do with it.
0: Exactly. I think she suffered watching the. Watching the documentary, she definitely like suffers. It's very difficult. Like when you have literally everything and yet nothing feels right or normal and you, it's, it's a weird, especially adolescence is a weird place to go through kind of crazy changes and an intense, insane amount of pressure on you. Very few other people. And even the other people who the pressure is on, they're turning that pressure and mirroring it right back towards you. She's got a lot, but either way, she we watch her like take a permit test and we watch her get her license and then she gets this her dream car, which I think was like a matte black Dodge Challenger or something like that. I don't know. A cool looking car. Definitely not my car of choice. Way too big. Um, and her father watches her drive off and her father makes some comment. Now I got to figure out where I was going with this I'm a little bit back, but he makes some comment along the lines of uh, the other day that he was worried for his daughter. And he said the other day he took a sip of water and choked. And, you know, for a split second, he thought he was going to choke to death. And his eyes started watering. It started spurting out of his nose. And he said something along the lines of, we are literally running on luck. Like every, you know, everything we do, just driving normally, you're just getting lucky that the other cars don't swerve out of their lanes. And if you focus on the things that you could be afraid of, you'd be paralyzed with inability to do anything. And yeah, it was a very, very difficult for him to let his daughter drive out of the driveway, but he did it when he was younger. Her mother did it when she was younger. That's just part of being a person. And yet it's a very difficult thing to say is here, you're a fucking rock star can pretty much do anything you want. And as far as any kid, when they turn 16 and get those keys and can drive alone, Every kid is a rock star in their own mind, but this is an actual rock star. And to say you have basically no limits except for the ones you impose on yourself. Very, very difficult position to be in. Um, fuck. How was I going to loop that back to uh Megan Markle? Did you see where I was going with that one?
1: No, I was hoping um, that you were going somewhere with this. Ah, fucking Hey, uh, um,
0: but, but just, I don't know. Just, uh, about having issues and having everything and uh you know oh that was that was uh, ignorance is bliss you have to you have to ignore the fact that you're literally just running on luck and your luck could change any second you know I think I've been doing more driving in the last five months than I've probably done the last five years because I'm driving pretty much every day for an hour and a half to two hours a day whereas I was taking Makes you passes. that long to get
1: to and from the city
0: it's all it's it's 40 minutes basically door to door which isn't too too bad but it can be an hour and a half if traffic is backed up in one of the tunnels or there's an accident that happened right along somebody rear-ended somebody who rear-ended the person in front of them alongside of me um, and I was just terrified somebody was going to swerve into my into my lane, but I'm, I'm so much more aware now that I'm driving all the time as an older person, when it's been nearly a decade since I had to drive daily, I probably over a decade when I lived in Charleston, because New York city is not a driving city. And even if you're driving, you know, my commute to and from the office by car was 15 blocks. So that's, that wasn't very far. Um, so I'm doing a lot of driving and there's just an insane amount of luck. Uh, and, and you know, ignorance is how you're not going to be freaking out the entire time you're driving. You just have to ignore the fact that you are riding on luck, and you have to live.
1: So you're you're getting really close to a, a philosophical concept called absurdism.
0: Oh, you don't say, and you and you don't like your introduction. <laughs> no, I, I like my introduction. Okay, good. good. It's
1: it's it's that. It makes me laugh every single time, mostly just for the nickname you've given me.
0: <laughs> well, I like the nickname
1: too. I'm not complaining about it, it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but Camus, um French edu- existentialist philosopher, wrote a book called The Myth of Sisyphus. And so he
0: he, he was a guy with the itchy crotch, right?
1: I have no idea.
0: Uh, all right, they, they uh, named you- that S T D after him. Camus? No, syphilis?
1: No, myth I'm, of Sisyphus. I, I know. That's, that's a yes, Greek...
0: I you, I'm explaining it. You didn't get it. it
1: was... <sighs> I know, I know. Right. Um, well, for those, for those... There's no
0: relation, Sisyphus and syphilis.
1: Yeah. For, for those who are listening who don't know the myth of Sisyphus, basically, Sisyphus was a, Greek, was a Greek noble that made bets with the gods and then kind of cheated to win. and he, So he tried to <laughs> deceive the gods. And so the gods as punishment initially sent him down to Hades. And then he decided he, um, I think it was Nix. I don't know. Whoever, whoever ran Hades, he like deceived him to get out of Hades and back up to the earth. And so finally the gods all got together and said, all right, fuck this guy. Like he's made a fool of all of us. What's the worst possible punishment we can give. And so the punishment they gave to Sisyphus was he had to push a boulder from the bottom of a hill to the top of a hill and as soon as he was able to get the boulder to the top of the hill his punishment was um complete and i don't know what the, but like his punishment would be over as soon as he could get the boulder to the top of the hill and the gods designed it in such a way that every single time he pushes the boulder up of the hill at some point something's going to happen to cause him to slip and lose his grip or whatever, but the boulder will never reach the top of the Hill. He will just make it a little bit further every single time. And then the boulder will come crashing back down and he has to start it all over again. And so whenever people talk about a Sisyphean task, it's the idea of trying to make progress towards something and never being able to complete it.
0: sounds like me playing video games. Yeah. Which which is basically why I've given up on them.
1: And so Camus wrote a book called the myth of Sisyphus where he builds towards talking about this Greek myth, but the main part of his argument is that life is a fundamentally absurd thing to do. And he opens up the book saying that the, the only philosophical question worth asking is that of suicide is, is it worth living? Because no other question matters. If you can't answer that one is, are you willing to continue keep to keep, to keep living until you have a good answer for that. There's no point in asking any other question says, once you say what life is worth living, then the next big question is why when everything we do is so fundamentally absurd and going along with your, your talk about how everything we do is just luck. So that's, that's really close to what Camus was saying is like, we just go about doing things just because like it, it, it's, it's absurd, but we do them anyways. And we continue on with our lives, even though we don't know what the meaning is because we don't know any better.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. I, I and like, so he's,
1: yeah, he's just like you, you, you push on in the face of absurdity because you're searching for meaning and the act of living is what gives you meaning and you find meaning through your actions.
0: Fair. That's cool. I like that. And I I mean, that, uh, fair enough. Good one. I like that. I was going to get a little, you know, keep going in in this deep realm and try to figure out what the meaning of life is. But I really don't think there is one.
1: Um, Existentialism would say life, the meaning of life is what you choose it to be.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's, it's not one meaning of life. It's, there's multiple depending on what it is you I don't know what you, what you make it to
1: be. Which to some people is terrifying because you mean I can be anything? Oh, shit. Now I have to figure it out. I was hoping that somebody was going to tell me.
0: Well, a lot of people, I think, don't do anything because they're paralyzed by options or, you know, just lack of motivation or procrastination. Who knows?
1: Oh, speaking of like so famous psychological study um, about options and par- paralysis of choice so in two different grocery stores they take um like jams you know like raspberry jam grape jam all those things right okay in one store they've got kind of like a free sample thing of like
0: um, i'm i'm pretty sure i'm familiar with this but go ahead
1: yeah so in one store they've got two free samples we'll say raspberry jelly and grape jelly you walk up hey you want to try this sure here's the raspberry here's a grape do you like either of these cool like and then then the people would have the choice as to whether or not they wanted to buy either of the two. Right. Mm-hmm. In the other store, they had the same kind of display set up, but instead of two choices, it was like 10. Like we got raspberry, we got strawberry, we got grape, we got peach, etc. cetera. Yeah. And same thing. You can try any of the ones that you want. And then like afterwards, Oh, you like of it? these? cool. Would you like to buy one? And what they found was that the people were much more likely to buy one of the two products in which of the two stores. The one with the two choices or the 10 choices? Well,
0: the one with the fewer choices because it's an easier decision to make. Um, This is something that we cover a lot in sales training when it comes to apartments. Uh, And Not that you want to limit people's options, but you want to do some fact-finding beforehand so that you can eliminate some of the options that you don't think they're going to like. You want to provide them with the best options for them, but um, I mean... Exactly. That's a very interesting study. I think a lot of people uh, are fully unaware of the basically people's decision-making.
1: Well, you get overwhelmed because if you've got two choices, you say, I like this one better than the other one. I'm going to take this one. But if you have 10 choices, you can say, well, this one was a little bit sweet, but this other one had this nice sour note and this other one was a little more savory. And then you've got too many competing factors that you don't know how to weigh. And you're just like, crap, I can't make a decision. I'll come back later. And then you never come back.
0: Exactly. Because it's 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 a big decision to make.
1: When I was working in hotels, when we had customers who would have complaints, what we were trained to do is instead of asking them what they wanted us to do about it, we would have to kind of just on the fly say, here, we can either do this for you or this for you. We'd offer them two options as to how we are going to try and make things better. Mm -hmm. Like we can either bring up A bottle of wine to your we'll bring up like a bottle of champagne to your room for you tonight or we'll we'll have breakfast for you tomorrow like we'll do room service breakfast for you tomorrow and say here's your two choices like we understand we made a mistake you want this or this and now we've offered something to them and then they choose and as soon as they choose now it's a lot harder for them to complain about what they get because it was their choice Uh, yeah I, I,
0: i think that's brilliant um, all right, so I want to I want to move on from the Meghan Markle thing because I don't I, I don't want to be talking about it. But we barely wanna, talked about it. I know, I know, but <laughs> I want to move on from it. I want I just want to like flip like turn new chapter. I did though before we I wanted to share with you a video uh, with John Oliver on Kaber because I thought it was funny. Uh, so I'm gonna, well, when was it? It was yesterday, I think.
1: Oh, okay, because I I, I I watch a lot of John Oliver. I love him
0: all right let me see you won't be able to see it but you'll be able to hear it so let me let me throw this out here uh anybody that's on the live can probably let's see here we go well speaking of royal wedding i mean yeah. you're english you must be really excited about the royal wedding no. Yeah. yeah. No. Come on. Really? You gotta be really. Look, he's a Brit. He's marrying yes. an American girl. Yeah. You're British. You married an American woman. You got any tips for him? I would not blame her if she pulled out of this at the last minute. I, I don't. I don't think you need to have just seen the pilot episode of The Crown to get a basic sense that she might be marrying into a family that could cause her some emotional complications. <laughs> but this generation seems like nice people, right? They're all nice now, right? Yeah. This is an older I mean, clip, my bad. There, there, are, there are emotionally stunted group of fundamentally flawed people doing a very silly pseudo job. That's what she's marrying into. So I, I hope she likes it. It's going to be
1: weird for her. I, I, I would not marry into the Royal Family. I, I'm a commoner.
0: I would not be welcome, especially after what I've just said. I guess it, <laughs> <laughs> it's so did I get a knighthood? Did I get a knighthood? I, theoretically I could. Yeah. I mean, she's probably ripping that off as
1: we speak. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's you a little bastard. You're not coming out, are you? When you see other, when you see like uh if you see like uh other like performers or or comedians like if you see them get a knighthood, mm-hmm. you go, what f- are you doing? Well, Do the, uh, accept it? Like, if you see, if you see People who like who who like satirize power and, and
0: and it's a little bit it's just we and we're losing it. Yeah,
1: that's fine. I think we got the message.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I was dying. I was dying when I was listening to it. And, and I love his delivery. Well, yeah, and having spent some time in in England, uh, which is a great country, lo- love England, but just I don't know the whole royal. Fa- I mean, we don't have anything like it in in the U S we have celebrities and that is effectively, you know, British royalty epitomizes celebrity in the, in the U S. Have you, were you familiar with Brexit at all?
1: Oh, it was a colossally stupid idea, which continues to be stupid. Awesome. (laughs) Um, I've said this for quite some time. I don't know how often I've said it on the podcast. So this is the first time. Here we go. If not, I'm sorry for repeating myself. But for easily the last five years, I've been saying we are living in the dumbest timeline.
0: Well, now that schools have been closed effectively for a year, it's. It, I, I have a feeling it will get dumber.
1: It, it, but, right. But it's that we are living in the dumbest timeline, not necessarily the worst. Things can always get worse, but they cannot possibly get dumber. And somehow it still manages to get dumber, but that's just because we're in the dumbest timeline. So there's only one direction to go. But when Brexit happened, all these British people were basically lied to about what Brexit was going to mean. And then they all voted, and then immediately if you looked at like exit polls or like polls from the day after, like everyone's like, Oh shit, what did we just do?
0: Yeah, the the polls afterwards were uh, there was a lot of people and like the day afterwards. Yeah, there was a lot of people that were like that thought just I just remember hearing about all the people that voted for it that were just like, well, we didn't actually think what happened. And what you know, we don't really it's kinda you're right. It is kind of a very bad idea. Um, think but we voted
1: for it as a joke. And then like too many people were in on the joke.
0: Oh man. But, but now the country it's, it's, it's in rough shape. I listened to, I think the world news hour or something, but there's always a bit of uh, British news on there in the morning and um, uh, just bad, bad, bad moves uh, for that. Well,
1: country. and it's something that like, it just tanks their economy because now they're going to have all these problems trading with the largest trading partner that they have, which is the rest of Europe.
0: Well, that's that's basically what it was. It allowed it allowed them to trade a lot easier. allowed them to travel across lines. It basically made them effectively a state of Europe, like a U.S. state is a U.S. you know, yeah. a state in the U.S. And now it's like traveling out of the country is like traveling to Canada or Mexico,
1: right? Or and any so, other like all the so all the exchange programs for university students, where if you were in England at, back when it was part of the EU. Like if you wanted to do a semester in Germany or France or whatever, there was a program that very easy to apply to. And you could just go and like it was kind of just an exchange program where you didn't like your tuition didn't even change. It's just all right. Now you're just doing a semester in France. Have fun. And people from France could do that with England. And now it's just like if you're an English university student, uh, your choices are limited to England.
0: England. Yeah. Terrible schools over there
1: yeah yeah Cambridge is just the worst
0: <laughs> um uh, what was I thinking Fuck. you should you should be able to read my thoughts here uh, you know I went to uh went to Brooklyn today, which to me felt like visiting another country. Uh, just culturally it's a lot different than Manhattan. I like Brooklyn well,
1: it's not uh, Staten Island
0: no, but Staten Island is a culture I think I'm very familiar with because I grew up in upstate New York and it's just it's a bit more emphasized what i don't know i feel like people who are like thick accent new Yorkers upstate are like pretending to be people from staten island <laughs> staten island
1: i'm not super familiar with new york in terms of their perception of staten island yeah. so tell me if i'm right here but staten island is kind of like the redheaded stepchild in new york
0: it is but it also is if you're if you're from there you truly believe that you're like the real New York, if that makes sense. And it's actually like, I've spent a decent amount of time there. It's a nice place. It's part of New York City. So you have the perks of being in New York City, you have the public transportation, um, and you have more space. And you have restaurants that have parking lots, which is like not a thing in the rest of New York City, maybe way out in Brooklyn or Queens. But you know, it's you have more space, you have actual houses, which you have a bit of in Queens and Brooklyn, but there's just more overall space wider roads and you're not really on the grid system and probably better highways in staten island than you have in brooklyn and queens but uh but it is definitely a different place whereas for the most part queens brooklyn the bronx manhattan grid-like streets much more urban feeling um but i don't know i just i i, I jumped on the train and dropped that to brooklyn to buy a used laptop off the Facebook marketplace uh, which went pretty well but I came out of the train I actually was in this huge Atlantic Ave train station which is right near the Barclays Center and it was like it was like almost like being in an airport the thing was freaking huge there was a gazillion people there I'd never been in that subway before and I was like, how are how are 10,000 people passing me every 60 seconds, which means like literally everybody knows about this place. And I've never been here. I'm, I was I was looking around, just completely caught off guard. It was a cool place. And then I came up from uh, underground and it was like literally everything you could think of. Like there was a Shake Shack next to a Chick-fil-A. On
1: next- Staten Island?
0: No, no, no. In uh, in Brooklyn by the Barclay center. Like there was just all this, I'm pretty ah. sure it was a Barclay center. Um, I was overwhelmed. So there's a lot going on, but like literally every chain, you could think of ton of people are outside. Also it was a beautiful day in New York. It was in the sixties today. So that was, so that was cool. Um, all right. I want to, <laughs> we get, we got to move on to some more stuff that we're going to talk about here. <laughs> some uh, substance. Yeah. Some, some actual substance. Um, Oh, all
1: right. I want to get your reaction on this one. Because <laughs> right. this is apparently a news story um, Joe Biden's dog Got sent oh. <laughs> Out of the White House and back to Delaware Or I guess to a farm upstate Which you, you pick Well
0: So he bit a security guy right
1: I don't know who he bit
0: I, I, I was under the impression it was somebody It was somebody in the Security somebody along these lines somebody well, Security did a, their job then CIA or something I don't know But he bit the dog bit somebody I'm curious. I, I would just, I'd love to have caught it on video. Is there any video of this?
1: Not that I'm aware of. All
0: right. Well, um, I just felt like the dog may have been provoked a little bit because it's, I mean, this is a, the president of the United States dog. Well, he's probably got a lot of people around him pretty often, right? You, uh, think, you would have to think. You would think he'd be pretty warmed up to people. Although maybe like the president, he's getting on his ears. I don't know how old this dog no, is. No,
1: the dog's three years old.
0: Nah, all right. Well, was he a rescue? I don't know. Well, I mean, you know about Meghan Markle. I figure you might know about the president's dogs. I think he might be an adopted dog or some type of rescue. Him. I don't know. But I feel like there might have been some provoking. But either way, if you're a dog and you bite people, you get shot. That's just kind of how it works. Well, you get shot if you bite babies. You get sent back to, you know, your, your president's home state, I guess, if you bite adults. <laughs> Um, oh, no. but I'd rather I did, be
1: shot or have to go back to Delaware.
0: I, I, I don't know, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, do not think there's much in Delaware for me. Uh, obviously, I would prefer Delaware, uh, but not by much, by, by a small margin. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, in I did, certain
1: parts of Delaware, you can have both. Uh, I
0: do think uh, I do think that's that's a funny story. I, I wish we had more information about it, actually, because I would I'd love to just see it on video. I'd like to see the guy that was like playing with a dog and then the dog bit him because yeah,
1: you see the Biden the Biden presidency. He said that they were going to be more transparent with government. Yeah, we don't have video of a dog biting anybody. <laughs> Another campaign promise broke.
0: Oh God! Um, all right, so I posted this. I posted this meme I saw the other day. It was just uh, words, but it said something along the lines of uh oh fuck i had two of them all right one was sticks and stones will break my bones but words can't hurt me and i actually got a lot of people like just right on like that's that's oh and then the the line after that was uh people now words are literal violence and and like me laughing about it and then a lot of people were like yeah It's, it's wild. That's such bullshit. But some people are like, words are violence. And I ha I haven't really engaged a lot of uh, really any, maybe one, I sent a message back and I tried to kind of overly explain it, but my general thinking was yes, words can be hurtful. Okay. Fair enough. But if this is a common issue where people are saying things that are hurting your feelings and it's happening a lot to you. I think you got to get to the bottom of that. Okay. We just can't... You can't attack literally everybody else. It could be an actual something that you need to address personally. Or if it is like one per, If, if you're hearing it from a lot of people, it's probably something you need to address personally. All right. There's probably probably something going on.
1: Makes me think of a saying that I've heard that I really like. Which is... If you go around... And in the course of your day, you, you run into one person who's an asshole. That person's an asshole. If you go around in your day and everybody that you run into is assholes, you're the asshole.
0: But, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. And bear in mind, I think people can say hurtful things and that sucks. And I really think people are just fucking dicks. I have a, a sticker on the uh, glass in my office. that just says, be nice. Um, because people just say shitty things, but yeah, I think I think exactly what you said in, in what I was getting at is if you're hearing it from a lot of different places, maybe you need to do some actual reflection. However, if you're hearing it all from one source, maybe you need to address that source and be like, "Bro, I'm hitting you in the face with a baseball bat." Um, but but to be but to not be able to to be paralyzed and beaten down by people's words i you, you're not reacting the right way and i get it it sucks but like you got to figure that out like don't you know don't expect people to stop talking shit because it's probably not going to happen so you can you, you can play the victim or you can you know or you can move on and i'm sure and this is a generalized statement and i'm sure you can Think of you know somebody has a scenario out there that that doesn't apply because something couldn't be done, but then I'll bet something probably still could have been done. I, you know I would need to I'd love to I'd love to hear about somebody's scenario and and try to pull that apart.
1: Really quick on that topic, we got any comments to address either from last cast or this?
0: Um, yeah. Let me let me just roll through some comments real quick. This pandemic has taken the worst out of humans. Everyone is acting so crazy, yes, that is very true. Yep, uh, let's see what else we got for comments. It's tough to monitor them now, kind of live time. You get a a lot of people here on TikTok. Nobody said so on TikTok, you can send a diamond. I don't really know what that means. I think we talked about this before, but uh, don't ask me. But yes, sometimes people send us diamonds, it's very nice. Uh, the TikTokers are a little weird though, man. We get just people don't make much sense. Um, when they, when they log in. So I don't know, but uh, a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. I'm not going to try to figure out right now, but thank you. TikTokers, for joining. Uh, looks like Andreas is, uh, is watching us. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Candace said, maybe not say that. I don't know what she's referring to, but probably something that we said. Um, <laughs> If you what internal- are the odds? If you internalize what is being said to you, then yes.
1: Um, well, I mean, there, there's there's times where if something's said to you, maybe you should internalize it.
0: Like, sure, but depending on where you have to, you have to look at the source of where it's coming from. You have to. Oh yeah. You have to figure out if you value the source, and then you have to take an objective look at, at what's going
1: on. But yeah, there's a certain point where like, if you keep on hearing the same thing from a number of different people or whatever, maybe you should be internalizing and be like, oh, okay, maybe this is something that I should be doing differently.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm, that's exactly what I'm getting at. And maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not, but if you're hearing it often enough, um, you know, if somebody somebody says, hey, fatty, you know, maybe it's time to, well, you know, eat a salad and do some sit ups. But. Uh, but to just get mad that they said that, like, sorry, you're just, you know, the general public, like you, you just can't expect everybody you cross paths with to fall in line with your values and, you know, and, and just not be a dick. Like you have to. It's one thing about being a New Yorker is you just realize people are people are dicks like up and down the street all day long. Let me see what else I got um, Got in comments. Is the gun in Delaware? I don't know what they're talking about, gun.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. That, like, if you're uh, saying that, would you rather be shot or, or have to go to Delaware? And then, like, you know what? There's certain parts of Delaware you could have both.
0: A gun? And... Or you could
1: get shot in Delaware.
0: Oh, I'd rather, I would have a, I'd need a lot of shots if I had to live in Delaware. Uh, also said, technically, the dog did his job. I mean, maybe he was
1: protecting the No, brother. no, 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 no. The <laughs> dog's job is to, like, slobber on people and, like, poop in a corner.
0: Yeah, I wonder where the dog's shit at the White House. Like, that's got to be a thing. You know, they I don't imagine they go inside. There's got to be a special section that, like, the dogs have to go outside to.
1: And also, yeah, You what get, like, the- some Secret Service dude who's just, like, walking around with, like... A little baggy on his hand,
0: like I am. I genu- thought I was
1: going to be protected the president. this is what my job is i'm
0: I'm genuinely curious right now, like what the setup is for a dog in the White House, like what kind of brain they have around the place. but
1: I don't have I, to imagine that the same person that's having to pick up the dog spoop is the same person that had to like mind after Eric trump
0: <laughs> a better job um <laughs> But you know, I don't want to dig into that because I, I as genuinely curious as I am, I'm, I'm not that curious. Uh, oh, all right, let me. All right, uh, as, uh, Candace said, I have some experience from a toxic source, and brought into light something I did need to address. But they were coming from a good place. And the other thing is, a lot of a lot of shit talking does come from bad places, and you have to recognize. You know, I get people that come in, they really, they get really upset with me. And sometimes I'm, you know, I just like sit and take it. And I'm just like, all right, I, you know, I, I have a different perspective on all this. I'm not going to argue with you. Like I'll let you be heard. And, you know, tomorrow we'll have a completely different conversation. Um,
1: well, yeah. And you have to sometimes recognize when, when the other party is just venting frustrations that aren't really directed at any one person.
0: Well, sometimes they are very much directed at one person. And those are the times that that person needs to be like, well, being, am I the source of this frustration or is what he's saying like reality or is it just hurtful because this person is trying to drag other people down because they're, they're miserable. And so, and yeah, you could say, oh, it's not directed at somebody because it has nothing to do with them, but it oftentimes is directed towards somebody and it still has nothing to do with them um so we got a couple of real estate questions uh i'm i'll I'll throw them out there right now uh question one was should i buy now or or wait until i'm divorced so i guess somebody is going through divorce as if they should buy a place or not my Um, advice would be try to do as as little financially now until everything is is done
1: Right, because if you buy something now, there's a chance that it could be looped in with marital, marital property.
0: Yeah, obviously it depends on the court and attorneys and things like that. But
1: why, why risk it?
0: Exactly. So that, that would be my advice is I would just – and maybe it's a long, drawn-out divorce, but you know the question is are you going to be unhappier living in an apartment for the next three years if it is that drawn-out? Or are you going to live the next three years in the house that you bought outright and then live the next 15 years over the dispute?
1: Right. It, so I just think,
0: I think that, you know, if you're going to, the decision, the cautious decision to make would be to wait to buy. And also prices are high right now.
1: I don't see the prices going down anytime soon though.
0: I, 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 well, I think they may level off. I think Level he, off, sure. But, but I go down? He, I think people will move back towards some of the cities. I don't know how things are near you. I'm speculating from New York, but I think more people will return to New York. So the prices could go down, but also the interest rates will go up. So it's, you know, it's uh,
1: interest it's more- rates aren't going up anytime soon though. The feds basically said that they're keeping the, the fed rate at damn near zero for at least the next year, probably next two years. And as interest rates stay low, That increases the supply of capital, increase the supply of capital, and you increase the demand for assets, and the asset price will increase. Because if if someone who used to be able to get a $250,000 loan at 5% can now get a $325,000 loan at 3%, that just means that they've got $75,000 more buying power than they did before. And the market's going to respond where... If people have more buying power, then they're going to charge a higher price.
0: Yeah, I think I think that makes perfect economical sense.
1: Like supply and demand. Supply of capital goes up, which means demand for assets go up. If the supply of assets stays the same, which with real estate, it basically does. Then if demand for something goes up and supply stays the same, price has to go up. Yeah. And that's what we're yeah. seeing.
0: Well, what I'm thinking is people will return to cities. And again, I don't know what the cities look like in the rest of the country, but I know what they look like in New York City. And it's just crazy. Today was one of the more crazy days for homeless people I've seen um, in a very, very long time. You know, remember the guy we brought on the podcast, Derek? Yeah. Uh, I think the, the title of the podcast was How Not to Be Homeless. But we brought Derek on. He said he was homeless at one point in time. He is not the... Type of person, mental health wise, that makes up uh, the the amount of homeless people that I see in in the city. No,
1: he had his shit together. He just happened to be in a really unfortunate circumstance, and through intelligence and hard work, was able to make out make it out.
0: Exactly. And he's the type of person that people think of when they think of homeless person. The oh, shucks, I'm down on my luck. I'm gonna you know bootstrap it, and things will come together. The people that I'm seeing are drinking flavored seltzers at nine o'clock in the morning, playing music from a boombox, and then an hour and a half later, asleep on the ground. You know, I was thinking today that like you have people that are literally dying in the streets or appear to be dying in the streets, and they're all on pain medicine and heroin and other shit. um, And the police do literally nothing. But a lady selling churros that doesn't have a license for her churro cart, it gets you know gets that ripped away from her and gets gets fined. And, and so harassed.
1: economically, it makes sense.
0: Well, she's going to pay. Yeah, economically, it makes a lot of sense. It makes just like you you know you tax the middle class and you know whatever. There's more of that. right.
1: So but, yeah, what's the economic benefit to the city for arresting a homeless person? with a spent heroin needle in their, in their arms, lying in a parking lot.
0: Sure. But nothing, but are, 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 what are, police there to do? Enforce, you know, which laws and not enforce other laws. Are, yeah. Know, but picking? you're having
1: an ideological, you're making an ideological case and I'm making a practical case and guess which one wins.
0: Well, guess which one is winning your case, the practical case. You, you arrest the people that can pay the fines, which is when I got pulled over and harassed by the police last summer um they gave me such a hard time and they do literally nothing to to the homeless people and the people doing drugs on the street and it's it's insane but they were out full fucking force this morning and this evening and i was actually a little scared uh at one point cuz i was in like a tunnel and there was just a couple of guys i don't know what fucking drugs they were doing but they were like wildly dancing and chanting and they had shit and food all over the floor, not actual shit, but they had food and just crap all over the floor and drug paraphernalia. And I, I legit thought they were going to jump me in that moment. Um,
1: so what's New York's long-term solution to this problem?
0: A new mayor.
1: Okay, but what's a new mayor going to do?
0: Uh, we got to narrow that down. So what's, what's a long-term solution? I could probably come up with a couple of them. But what is going to be the long-term solution? It's going to be a new mayor. And right now, there's too many to choose from. I got to right, catch- So
1: you're the new mayor. What do you do?
0: Okay. Well, the point is I want to I see it narrow. Well, let me finish my train of thought here. I want to see the mayoral candidates narrow down a little bit, and then I'll be able to speculate as to what potential- I'm saying you And you're mayor. saying, what would I do? Um, because that's a very difficult position to be in. But my thinking is you have to bring back real money to the city, which is, you know, maybe tax breaks for business owners or who the fuck knows. I don't know. I don't know the economy of the city that well, but I do know that anybody who makes any money doesn't want to do business. And that's the next question we got about real estate. So I'll I'll get there in a second. What's the okay? but, But people don't want to do business in New York City, which means the jobs are getting shittier and the people that have the money are leaving. And the city is doing a really bad job with mental health and homeless population and just trying to give everybody everything for free and just different housing programs. And, and all to, you know, like like bringing in Amazon that AOC was so, uh, so much against would have probably created a lot more jobs. And there's a ton of people that are saying they can't get jobs, they can't pay rent would have been a great way to get jobs in, in my opinion. Um, but we it's need a complicated more biz- topic though. Sure. But we need more businesses in New York city, creating more jobs. And you know, we really would, the police need to step it up and, and I don't think it's going to happen. I, I actually don't think there's a good solution for it right now, because I think the second the police put their hands on somebody that's got pockets full of syringes and they, you know, they try to neutralize the guy because he's freaking the fuck out in the street and they touch him in the wrong way that police officer is going to jail for life like that's just how it is right now so
1: also I, mean, I, I don't know also practical matter if i'm a police officer and i think that a dude's got a whole bunch of just like syringes in his pockets or whatever i'm risking like getting poked with a dirty syringe of drugs and or disease or both
0: well sure and that's you know and uh, that's why it's a very difficult job to do being a police officer. But in the same breath, fuck the police, let's defund the police. And, and that's, why it's, that's why it's so complex because everybody hates the police because they're put in difficult positions and they do shit that sucks. And, yeah, some of them, like, get off on it or some of them are just not good people, sure. But I think a lot of times, like, they're just scared shitless. And I don't know, you, you, the tool they have is a, is a gun,
1: the biggest yeah. problem that we have with police is that we ask them to do things that they really shouldn't have to do. That they're, they're asked to do a job that's not really within the scope of their actual position.
0: Well, what do you, and, and what tools are you giving them? A gun? Handcuffs? Yeah. You know, a taser that has when, whatever range on it?
1: When you have a hammer.
0: That's what exactly what I was just going to say. But go ahead.
1: You can finish it.
0: When the only tool you have is a hammer, everything starts looking like a nail and i mean that's but that's the point what tools are you given um and that's why you know it sucks to be a police and then also fuck the police and this you know in the same breath like i i i actually have a lot of support for the police but then also you know very many times have been screwed by the police and and just are really unhappy but i mean it is what it is um I don't know, let me get to this next question because I feel like it was it was a bit related. Uh, the question was, what are the upsides and downsides of property as an investment? What are some things to look out for? Um, and my my instant thought just went to New York State right now is such a terrible place to invest in real estate.
1: Like I said two or three weeks ago.
0: Um, what do you mean? What did, do you remember what you said?
1: When was it Jamie from Rochester?
0: Yeah, Jamie.
1: Yeah, she was talking about um, investors buying into New York or whatever. I said, "Why would you choose to buy into a state that has high taxes, high regulation, a negative population growth, and bad weather, when there are so many other states out there that have low tax, low regulation, positive population growth, and positive job growth, where you can say people are going to move here and demand for real estate is going to increase?" Why would I choose to buy into New York? Oh, and well, weather. And states that have better weather than New York.
0: Well, but that's that's my, what I was getting at when I was saying the next mayoral candidate has to address some of this. Again, it's the mayor, not the governor. So for those of you that aren't aware, the mayor is in charge of the city. The governor is in charge of the state and ultimately kind of the mayor's boss. Uh, but the state has a lot of regulation. So whoever's going to try to turn around New York city has got an impossible job on his plate, but also crazy state regulations. So he's got to make some good city regulations. And that's kind of where I was a bit paralyzed with, I don't know what the mayor can do because a lot of it is actual state things that need to happen. Um, and you know, who knows who's going to handle that. Maybe some real estate lobby groups or something like that, which I, I believe Jamie might do some lobbying uh, in real estate interest, but that's it's also a difficult position for her to shit on the state because that's the state that she works in and her business is based on real estate in new york city i on the other hand own a real estate business in new york city and i think it's a shit place to, to own real estate in. i recognize that i will yeah. help, i will help you sell your home list list it with me um but <laughs> just but don't no. listen to
1: my podcast potential buyers
0: yeah no i i uh I mean, no, I'm helping a buyer right now find a place. She found a really nice place and it's close to her work. And I get that, you know, she's not from New York city originally. It's going to be a great place for her to live. And I think she's gonna be very happy there, but you know, all things considered and she happens to be a business owner, but uh, you know, for her, I think that's a very good move for a lot of people. Maybe not a great move right now. It depends on, it depends on what you're looking for. The neighborhood that she was looking in, I didn't see any homeless people. And, you know, I think she'll have a pretty peaceful commute and that's that's a good life. And as restaurants reopen, that'll be good. I'm lucky right now to have the best of both worlds, to be living outside of New York City, but be spending a lot of time in New York City, but also kind of the worst of both worlds. I have a huge commute and lots of homeless people when I get to work. Uh, so let, let's see, let me see if I accurately answered that. And uh, let's see what else I got here. Cause I do want to wrap up pretty quick. Um, I got, a, uh, I, mo- I posted also a meme, something along the lines of uh, uh, driving the speed limit in the fast lane um, <laughs> and about how that lane is meant for crime, <laughs> which, you know, effectively being exceeding the speed limit. Uh, and most people just laughed at that. But some people are like, no, you know, exceeding the speed limit, even to pass is still illegal. And you need to be well, yeah, cautious pretty- on the roads. And right,
1: but, that's technically correct, but yeah, also uh, like technically correct versus practically correct. Just like the same well, thing with the police. Like, you can be <laughs> technically correct and <laughs> but yeah, again, practically I, I, correct always fucking wins.
0: I wa- Yeah, I was. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but just because kind of the bullshit nature of the comments. But, uh, you know, we're wrapping up. I figure I throw it out there um yeah just like some people are like thought it was hilarious and sending me all these comments back and then a lot of people like well exceeding the speed limit is dangerous and therefore that is why it is crime i'm like i get that actually
1: exceeding the speed limit is in most cases safer than driving the speed limit
0: but still a crime still illegal
1: yeah which is why like red light cameras and speed trap cameras to me are so onerous is that there's kind of this tacit agreement between the public and the police that the police aren't going to pull you over for speeding as long as you're going a reasonable speed for the conditions yeah so if you're in a 55 and you're doing 65 and everyone's doing 64 or 66 around you who cares dude i
0: got i got all these red light not red light i got all these speeding Tickets, I was, it it was definitely two, but it could have been, it could have been three or four. Uh, But this was a couple weeks from now last year. So right after the city closed, I was still commuting to the office and there was no, I was on the motorcycle. There was no one on the streets. So I think I was doing like 41 or 39 in a 25 with no one on the streets. And I got just tickets kind of left and right. And I was like, I, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, you're right. Like, how bullshit is it? Well, it that- breaks
1: the agreement because the agreement is the police aren't going to pull you over if you're behaving reasonably. And like, if you do get pulled over, it's because you had to have been doing something that was dangerous or otherwise you stuck out. Why did you get pulled over? You drew attention to yourself in some way. Speed cameras don't have that ability. They just look at what are they programmed at? What were you doing? Over ticket.
0: Tickets like automatic. Yeah. It's such bullshit. And and but I think that's where that's where we're going.
1: And, oh. when, and that's the reason why the public is willing to accept a twenty-five mile an hour speed limit in a place that really shouldn't have it. Is because nobody gets pulled over for doing twenty six.
0: Exactly. Did I I didn't tell you this? So uh, I told you about the new Audi. So um, it's a, so it's a R five or a q5 and it's i think 2021 and it has lane assist on it
1: that's weird when you like when you try to change lanes without it and it fights you
0: so you can for the most part just put your foot on the gas on the highway and it will automatically stay in the lane and Uh, then no thanks yeah and then if yeah it's very weird and then if you change lanes it tries to keep you in the lane so the steering wheel actually gives you resistance?
1: Yeah, no, it's weird. Like, it fights you, and you're like, no, I just want to do this. And the car says, no.
0: And so um, it's uh, – I, I, I was getting really mad. I was get, Also, I was trying to change lanes and accelerate, but there was a car in front of me, and it wouldn't let me accelerate.
1: Can you turn these features off?
0: Probably, but it just started happening this week or over the weekend. So I was having fucking mental breakdown doing 85 miles an hour on the way home which is the speed of traffic actually um and that was another thing sometimes going below the speed of traffic and i can tell you this as a also a motorcycle driver having cars whiz by you from behind is fucking terrifying
1: if you're in a 55 and everyone's doing 85 you're the one who's dangerous
0: yeah if you're if you're yeah if you're doing that lower speed limit um and you are in a lot more danger by not doing the speed uh, and it's you know, I know being on the motorcycle, I'd rather only be paying attention to what's in front of me than having to pay attention to what's in front of me and behind me. Um, I, I check my mirrors a lot, but still very, uh, you know, very, very scary stuff. All right, let's, let's wrap up. Um, I wanted to, uh, you know, I'm thinking, uh, I wanted to maybe do a podcast episode on consent Cause I just thought, remember I, b- before yeah. we started, I was like, my computer is, my computer's running really, really slow. And I don't think I gave it consent, uh, to, to reinstall updates. And I was like fuck, I probably gave it advanced consent. And I was like, you know what? This is actually a good idea.
1: This is a great topic for two white dudes to talk about.
0: We can, we can bring in, uh, we can bring in some other people. <laughs> um i would love to so if you're listening to us now and this the new episode hasn't come out and you'd like to be part of this if, if the episode on consent hasn't come out and you'd like to be part of it shoot me a message shoot me a dm a pm or an im and uh yeah if
1: there are ever a topic for some diversity
0: <laughs> very, very true um <laughs> one of the guys in the office just commented on it so that's funny uh but we'll uh We'll get there. So if you're listening, you want to take part in that, let me know. I'd love to vet you and bring you on board for the podcast. You'll be on video. So it could be fun. And you'll be drinking with us. Uh, on that note, James, uh, stay on the line. All right. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up the live. So adios. Hey, you made it to the end. Do you have an idea for an episode? I would love to hear what your ideas are. We are always looking for new ideas. And I'd love to feature you and your idea. On an upcoming episode shoot me a dm add a comment email me uh i'm looking forward to it see you guys soon
1: i like pbr i just got priced out of it